This is Derek Bros. Derek Bros. This is Derek Bros. of the Conscious Resistance. I'm here in Standing Rock. That man is wanted in five different countries: Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've been fighting a long time. We've all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. Who's the fucking team that You are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. Of <laughs> all, stay alive. You have no idea how important. So we are here with author Patrick Wood and Houston for the Crimes Against Humanity tour. And I just had a couple questions. You are going to be featured in my upcoming documentary series, The Pyramid of Power, which I'm really excited about, talking about technocracy. And in your presentation and a lot of your work, you talk about how... Well, for one, you worked with Mr. Anthony Sutton, Professor Anthony Sutton. For those who are unfamiliar with his work, uh, you should check it out. And his, he left behind a legacy of, of research on skull and bones, secret societies, but also understanding that the, the face that we see that's put in front of us of communism versus socialism versus capitalism is really just a distraction to the philosophy behind the scenes, which you talk about often, technocracy. Could you talk a little bit about that, about how you came to work with Mr. Sutton and that, that concept that people are arguing about, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans, communism and fascism, when it's all technocracy at the, at the bottom? I ran into uh, Tony Sutton in New Orleans at a gold conference, purely by chance. And it was really kind of funny the way it happened because the, 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 the thing was overbooked back in that day. The hotel was, I and mean, it's just packed with people. And uh, so we came down to breakfast. Uh, I mean, I didn't, hadn't met him yet. I came down to breakfast, and I was supposed to teach a workshop, and I was rushed. And all of a sudden, there's this line out the door in the cafeteria, you know, in the restaurant. And I, oh, crud. And so the maitre d' said, if you want to sit down, it's going to be European style. What that means is you sit where we put you, where there's an empty chair. You know, I, thought, I don't want to sit next to a stranger. And anyway, they sat me down at a table, <clears throat> a little two-person table across from Tony's house. That's how I met him. And I didn't want to talk to him. I was tired. I was hadn't slept, slept enough. I probably drank too much the night before. I was just kind of grouchy. But then he was a Brit, you know, from, from Great Britain. And I, his accent just kind of, you know, uh, interesting guy. And I found out that he had just been kicked out of Stanford University uh, because he was investigating the Trilateral Commission. And he didn't realize or didn't think it would matter that the president of Stanford at the time was David Packard, of Hewlett Packard fame. He was a founding member of the Trilateral Commission. So he, his research was not welcome anymore, and they booted him. And so he was down at the gold conference talking about, you know, the, the war on gold, which is one of his books that he had written at the time. And um, <clears throat> he, he was just kind of a man without a country. You know, he just kind of lost it. He was very disillusioned with academia, and his career basically had been ruined. So I also had been studying the Trilateral Commission up to that point. Didn't know what it meant. I was a young guy, you know, just kind of, I know there's something wrong here, but I didn't know what it was. And so we started talking about this, you know, a common point of interest. And we realized by the time we were done eating breakfast, it only took us 40 minutes, we shook hands on writing a newsletter, spilling the information that we had found on the Trilateral Commission out to the public. That's where we started. It was incredible. Incredible coincidence. 
very cool. So, and that led to a working relationship that lasted years, right? And, and um, besides the insight, which I would like you to elaborate on that, you know, it's not just communism or socialism. Um, what other sort of, you know, what do you think you gained from this relationship? Like I said, he's a, anybody who's followed his work knows he was an extensive researcher. Do you feel like that contributed to your own research skills as well? He taught me everything I never learned in college. <laughs> in my college, I went to the University of Arizona. <clears throat> it was, um, except for the parties and stuff maybe that I went to, it was a waste of time. Uh, I didn't learn anything useful that came out of it except that I learned nothing useful. Uh, so I had to relearn economic theory. They taught me Keynesian economics. I, I, I realized pretty quickly that that was useless. And so as I was studying Austrian economics and kind of from the ground up again, I ran into Sutton, and, and Sutton had such intense academic discipline that he was able to teach me what he knew and, and the skills that he had to, to, to get research, you know, to do the kind of research necessary to really make a good report. Um, if, if it had not been for him, I would still be figuring out try to how to on how to use the, the library card system <laughs> you know, to find a book in the university library. I mean, I couldn't, I I just couldn't. Had no interest in those things. They never taught me in college on how to do that. He did, and he had access to virtually anything in the world he wanted to get. If there was something out there that he wanted, he knew how to get it. That was amazing. And so, as I watched him, and as he gave me instructions, okay, now I want you to go get this. I said, well, how about I do that? He said, well, this is how you do it. You know, we we uncovered all the writings of the Trilateral Commission, all the academics. You know, everybody that had something to write back then. He he dug it out. He was amazing guy. And, and you guys uh, collaborated on the Trilaterals over America, is that correct? Trilaterals over Washington. Over Washington. We had two volumes in the end, and the, those basically were, were a result of our newsletter that we did, Trilateral Observer. So we, as, we, as we printed enough issues uh, digging into different facets of the Trilateral Commission, we combined them together and we came up with volume one, and we printed, and then we came up later with volume two and we printed that. But that's how we developed the work, incrementally. Very cool. I mean, I can't imagine just how awesome that experience must have been to learn from somebody like him. Uh, so, yeah, the, the question I want to get at is, you know, since you had this experience with Mr. Sutton and got to know him and became colleagues with him, one of the statements and I guess the concepts I've seen him promote through some of his older lectures is for people to look beyond just the labels of socialism, communism, capitalism, etc. And this is something I've heard you refer to as well. So could you talk a little bit about that for the audience out there who might be terrified of communism or they're terrified of fascism or terrified of capitalism? and not ever looking behind those labels. I know, this, this, this is a tough one for a lot of people because that's all we know. You know, we historically, we know fascism, we know from the history books, we know communism and so on. Um, <clears throat> but the group of actors that has risen up alongside of those different systems, the technocrat uh, structure, are not communists. They specifically back in the 1930s they hated communists. There was there was a, a natural antipathy between the two groups. The communists hated the technocrats and the technocrats hated the communists, and there were good reasons for that. It's not that technocracy was fascists, but um, the two had ir, ir, what do you call it, irreparable differences. They they couldn't bring it together. Those differences still exist today, but in terms of the destruction of the status quo the destruction of uh, free enterprise and um, capitalism today. There is no better destroyer in the world than communism. Fascism is also a destroyer, but communism in particular is a real destroyer of societies. 
this plays into the hands of the technocrats who want to get rid of all the political structures in the world and simply control everything by scientific fiat. That means scientific dictatorship, where everything is dictated from the top down by algorithm, and people don't have any say, they have no recourse, they have no political um, outlet where they can say, hey, can we talk about this, maybe? You know, no, there's no talk. The science is settled, they say, right? So you just do what we say and everything will be good. Well, that doesn't wash well with American people, but, you know, th this is the mindset of, the, of this technocrat uh, column of, of, of actors. I call them actors. They're not actors, but you know what I mean. They're, they're a group of people that nobody has paid attention to over the last 50 years, like they should have been paying attention to them. But they've been there, and they've been plotting and planning all these all these decades. Now they're in full view, I think, pretty much for everybody to see. Anybody that's ever seen an Anthony Fauci on TV says, something's wrong with that guy. You know, why is he standing behind the president looking down his nose? This, who elected this guy? Who appointed this guy? Where'd he come from? You know, well, he's a technocrat. He, he doesn't need any political authority. He, he is... Mr. Science, after yeah. all. So they are the real power behind the power, right? They're the unelected power. And that's, uh, I think that's really important for people to understand, right? Because we do get caught up in the labels, the, the front men, uh, as, as it were, who are behind, in front of the cameras showing people all this. And this is something as well that uh, Sutton talked about with his work of showing how the same people, the Wall Street bankers, funded the Bolsheviks, funded the Nazis, et cetera, right? I mean, is this, it's kind of a continuation of that same scheme? It's totally a continuation. It's still, <clears throat> it's started out with the Rockefeller dynasty, which was what Sutton cracked down, you know, uh, cracked open a hundred times in his studies. And his his original opus magnum work from, uh, from the Hoover Institution at Stanford was the transfer of technology from the West to the East. And in, in those books, they're rare books now, they're, they're horribly expensive, like in rare bookstores. But um, <clears throat> they were incredible scholarship, and they proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that Wall Street had, had financed both the Bolshevik Revolution as well as the German Revolution. And, and he had chapter and verse. I mean, it was amazing research that he did. Um, but the Rockefeller money in particular that started the Trilateral Commission in 1973, this was a continuation of that same assault on humanity. He just took a different strategy to get there. Well, I appreciate your time, Patrick. I know you're busy on tour here. We appreciate that. Um, and your website, uh, technocracy.news, this is a place where everybody can find just right. your curation, your repository of data. Anything else you want to say about that? Nope, you got it. Yep. Since 2012, the Conscious Resistance Network has been an independent media organization focused on empowering individuals through education, philosophy, health, and community organizing. We work to create a world where corporate and state power do not rule over the lives of free human beings. Our motto is leading by example and helping others in their pursuit of freedom. Visit theconsciousresistance.com to find our articles, documentaries, interviews, podcasts, books, and more. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free.